When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Everybody, it's Winning Cures Everything, Wednesday, January 27th edition of the show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And we have got massive news, massive news this morning, uh, and we will get into it, of course. But before we do, you know we got to give you the rundown. WinningCuresEverything.com has got everything you need to know. If you ever miss a live show, you can get it on the podcast, any of your favorite podcast apps. We will be moving to a more... Uh, podcast exclusive format soon enough. So uh, make sure that you are subscribed over at Apple Podcasts, whatever your favorite podcast app is, Spotify, uh, Google Podcast, TuneIn, whatever it is, right? iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. We're on all of them. So go and make sure you are subscribed. Leave a nice five-star written review. We would certainly appreciate that. Um, along with that, all of our college football gambling content is over at sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF, and we do a YouTube show over there. And it's once a week right now, but we tend to do you know a few more here and there. We'll be tossing some stuff out. The FCS uh, uh, season begins on February 13th, I think is the first game. Uh, now it's a one-off. It's like the week zero thing, and then, of course, you start in the next week. But, uh, but yeah, we got FCS stuff coming up. We'll be talking about those. We'll be talking about all the different stuff that goes on in the college football offseason season. Um, I believe we're going to have Josh Pate on with us next week. Chris, I had not told you that, but I talked to him this morning. Uh, he's handling recruiting stuff and whatnot. Um, sorry, not next week, but the week after that. So we'll have him after all the recruiting mess uh, because he is with 247 Sports. So they're going to be super slammed next week. But uh, but we'll get to talk to him about some of that stuff that goes on. Um, let's go ahead and, uh, and dive in. Oh, YouTube, uh, search out SBR Picks. That's where you can find the channel. Biggest news of last night this morning, we'll go ahead and tell you, Alabama swept Kentucky in college basketball. <laughs> that is not the biggest news. Kentucky sucks this year. They're terrible. Um, I do want to go ahead and open with that, though. Chris, um, and we won't spend long on this, but the difference between being an Alabama basketball fan and an Alabama football fan is so... It, it's it's contrarian. It's two completely opposite spectrums. 
Because even when Alabama is doing well, as they are this year, they're 14-3, and three, they're ranked in the top 10 in the AP and the coaches poll. Uh, everybody thinks they're going to do great. Da, 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 da. Uh, Brown Yeti jumps in and said, add it early today. Uh, yeah, we, we went live. We were thinking about just recording this and doing it later or showing it later. But, uh, yeah, you know, at, at breaking news, all that kind of stuff, we're, of course, going to jump in. But the difference between being an Alabama football fan and a basketball fan is in football, I kind of expect Alabama to win all the time. In basketball, I expect the sky to drop at any point. Uh, I, I don't I don't know how to fix my feelings about this because I've seen this basketball team do this over and over and over again. They have now won 10 straight games. I don't know uh, what to what to make of this, right? Like I, I'm enjoying it, obviously, but I also feel like, okay, like this next game is when when it's going to fall and everything's gonna completely like it that we're 14 and 3 right now we're probably going to end up like 14 and 8 before we get another win like it which is ridiculous but how how do you fix that issue do you do you have any idea no i mean it's just a it's a mindset I, like i can't yeah, get out but of it. I, th- I think i think time fixes it i mean do you become a program that wins all the time or is this just a thing where this is a weird year and you know Alabama's handling the COVID stuff really well and other teams aren't. And so therefore you're, you know, you're beating teams you normally just wouldn't beat. Yeah. That might be part of it. Uh, Joseph jumps in. Wow. Morning show. No fear with no coffee. Yeah. No, I, I, I got my coffee. I am prepped my friend. Um, Matthew Miller said SEC has got awful in basketball. Yeah. No, I mean the, the net rankings would say differently, but uh, Alabama. But is, all those net rankings are skewed. They're all oh, bullshit. Yes, I mean Colgate is number thirteen in the net. I mean it's just yes. ridiculous. So Alabama is three up in the loss column, and I don't know what to do with myself because I mean this has not happened since I was a, a wee child. I mean I was five years old the last time Alabama started off nine and zero in the conference. So you know it's uh, that's been what thirty three years. I mean that's just absurd. So either way. Enough about that, because uh, I'm sure nobody wants to hear about my issues with being a fan. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, Tennessee decides to give us a little extra this morning. And they go and they hire Josh Heupel, the Central Florida head football coach. And 
I got to tell you, uh, we we talked about the fact that Danny White uh, on the SBR show and on our own show, Danny White would come up with a a name that we were not talking about, and it would happen quickly, and. I don't know that any of us ever believed that he would bring the coach from Central Florida that that is kind of trending downward and bring him up to Knoxville. Now, part of this could be because who knows who, like, I know that they reached out to a lot of people. Uh, Michael Fritz jumped in and said, good morning, fellas. Um, Good morning. Good morning for everybody that's jumping in. He's on Twitch. There's a lot on YouTube, Facebook, et cetera. So, if you guys want to jump into the chat box, it'll populate right there in the left-hand corner this morning. Um... But yeah, the, the Josh Heupel thing could be because Tennessee has no idea what the NCAA is going to do. So maybe some of the better names didn't want to take that risk of jumping in there, uh, especially when you have to play Georgia, Florida, Alabama, you know, et cetera, et cetera, every single year. They may not have wanted to jump in there if they don't know exactly what the NCAA is going to do. So could this be kind of a filler hire? Um, you know, they give Heupel what, like a four-year contract, something like that, and this is like their gap coach, right? Like, they, their gap coach could have been Kevin Steele, and everybody would have just laughed, and, uh, you know, they're going to be terrible for a while. At least Heupel brings with him uh, a, a certain level of offense that you can expect it to be fun, you can expect them to score, all that kind of stuff. It may work out fantastically, but it has not gone in the right direction at UCF. His first year, they went 12-1 and with all the Scott Frost's bunch. I mean, he's still playing with a bunch of Scott Frost players, but you got 12-1, and and then last year you go to 10-3, and but all three of the losses were one-possession losses. I mean, we're talking field goal games, uh, yeah. coin flips, basically. Um, and then this year, they go 6-4. and They get blasted by BYU. They get beat up pretty good by Tulsa. Uh, they lost a one-pointer. Against Memphis, they lost by three, and they had to score a late touchdown just to get it to that margin against Cincinnati. But they put up a ton of points, and they were fun, and they were exciting, and there was, you know, a reason for optimism, I guess. Um, give, give me your thoughts here before before we dive further into uh, the hilarity of it. So I, I like Heupel, okay? And I, yeah. I've always liked Heupel, and you, you've kind of always poo-pooed him, and, and that's fine. We, we see this differently. I think this is a really good hire. He wasn't on a name that I was thinking of or, or even considered at all, um, but I think he's a really good hire. For what Tennessee's going through, I think he's a home run hire, by the way, all right? Um, so, you know, that's, that's that I don't, I don't know any other way to, to spread it or to, to mitigate it, getting, getting beat by, by Cincinnati and by BYU is, is nothing to sneeze at Agreed. at all. Agreed. Okay. So the Tulsa loss is a little concerning, but Tulsa's just kind of had their number lately. All right. Yeah. That's and, and a weird Tulsa, thing. Tulsa was good this year. Yeah, Tulsa was yeah. really good this year. None, none of these Memphis, were bad losses. And then Memphis and them just kind of go back and forth every couple of years. Yep. And that's just the way that, that that's also become a rivalry. All right? So you can explain all these things. Why I do not see him as a downward trending coach. I never have, no matter how the record has gone. That's irrelevant to me. Okay. The, 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 the extra loss because of the bowl loss is simply who they got matched up against in the bowl game. Okay. Yep. I mean, they could have gotten matched up against 30 to 40 other teams that I think they would have beaten, by the way. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, Matt Miller jumps in. He said, Tennessee's a second tier job. Normally, with what they're about to go through, they're probably low second tier, high third. So, Tennessee took UCF's AD and coach. Uh, Akbar jumps in, said, What's up, guys? Um, and then the Brown Yeti said, Trending down. 
He said, I think the G5 is trending up, especially the Southern schools. And yeah. that's that's fair. That's yeah. absolutely fair. 100%. 100%. And this is, this is to all of the people that run college football, by the way. Listen, you, you all spend all year telling us that the G5 don't belong, okay, and the P5 matter. Go ask everybody across the country what's a better job if the money was the same. You got to make the money the same. If all the coaches were making the same amount of money, is Tennessee right now a better job than Central Florida? Because I think not. I think you had to double White's pay to get White to leave Central Florida. I think they're going to substantially increase, if not double, Hypo's pay to get Hypo to come. Okay? Yeah. So, and then right now, there's a lot of people that believe that UCF is going to land a better coach than than, than Tennessee had an, an opportunity to get. Why? Because it's a better job if all things are equal, all things aren't equal. SEC TV money has just made things stupid, and therefore the, the SEC jobs are better. But the fact that it's even a conversation as to what job is better needs to tell everybody, stop with the these teams belong and these teams don't. It yeah. has to end. We have to end that conversation, and we have to end it now. Yeah, I think I, uh, I, think I agree with you. I, it is on its surface – it also, is a by little... the way, people bringing up sanctions because you brought up sanctions, you're assuming a lot here, okay? Oh, I don't agreed. think the NCAA is coming in with sanctions at all, by the way. Well, but... I, I actually think I actually think the NCAA is going to spend zero time investigating this. And and they might, but who knows? At this point, would you risk your career on that? And yeah, I don't because know. Because if they do, they're going to do it in four or five years. And so if I've turned Tennessee around, I could parlay that into a bigger job also. Or I'm not worried about the NCAA sanctions when they come down. See, I don't know if I agree with that. I, I, you're you going you into think the NCAA is going to move quickly? I, I don't know that they're going to move quickly. I they just don't FBI know. I take from three and a half years ago on LSU, coach openly telling they're going to pay a guy. And the NCAA has moved zero on that case. What are you yeah. talking about? You think that's they're going to move fast? That's a, they they decide when they want to move fast and when they don't. I don't oh, know what they've got. If Hypo comes in and beats Bama twice, you're damn sure they're going to move fast. I am I am not worried about that. I I, I disagree I with. I know you aren't. But, well, I think there's a reason why they had to go get Hypo. Like that's I I don't think, I think that Hypo's Hypo, good hire. I don't know what you said. I they think had he's to go get fine. Hypo. I think I think they knew they could get Hypo anytime they wanted. I think that they had when uh, you can double someone's options. pay, you absolutely can can get them anytime they want. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that they reached out to other candidates. They went after PJ Fleck. They went after James Franklin. They went after all these other guys, and and nobody was biting. And that's why they ended up with Heupel because they we didn't even talk him. about this the other day. Why on earth would Franklin had taken that job? Who on earth thinks that Tennessee's a better job than Penn State? Okay, here let me let me explain in this way. Uh, they went three and five this year, and once you lose a fan base, even just he, a little bit, he hasn't bit, lost a fan well, base. They on, kept their last coach for forty me, something years. Let me finish. Let me finish. Look, it, once once you once people lose uh, that that beginning faith in you, and they think that you don't have it turned around or that something's going to go bad, uh, the next time that you have a bad season will be the last one. So that's you know well, we, we'll, we'll see. We'll I mean, see. We, we'll see. But, we'll see, because that's a fan base that's not used to turning over coaches, by the way. Oh, agreed. So, 
We'll see. They Absolutely lose them agree. because they die or because they go to the NFL. So I, I disagree with you that in a weird-ass COVID year where he had a shitload of opt-outs, some of those guys are going to be top five NFL draft picks that, that they're going to hold this three-and-whatever season against him. And we, again, we shall see. But that is the only reason I'm putting that up as a, a, a reasoning why he might have looked at it. Like, I, so I don't think go there there's, there's to, no reason for school, him to take it. To a school that would fire their coach every three years. That that makes a lot of sense. By I mean, the way. They, they were going to have to pay him stupid money to get him out of there anyway. Like, it, he was, he's already making $7 million at Penn State. Yeah. They bump that thing up to ten, and they just make it, like, guaranteed over four or five years. That, I mean, is, that, is, that, that hire never made sense to me at all. I agree with that part. I don't know why they would. Like, uh, Matt Miller said, uh, Heupel will be Butch Jones, 7-5, and 8-4, and, and that'll be his high point. Um, it, we'll see. I mean, if you have a good offense, you can win. Like, yeah. it, it, there's all sorts of crazy stuff that can happen, but so long as you can actually get the offense clicking, and that's been Tennessee's problem, like, it, they, they made a smart decision here by going with somebody that understands that side of the ball. Now, what I'm curious about is, do they keep Kevin Steele on staff? Is he going to be Heupel's defensive coordinator? And I kind of like the, I kind of like the pairing of the two. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know that Steele's defenses are very good. I think he needs to bring in a coordinator that knows how to recruit or be a much better scheme guy. But, I mean, do you do you not think Steele's defenses were uh, were good at Auburn? Uh, I think they were good because they had elite personnel, but Steele didn't recruit those personnel. Right, but you can still bring in uh, position coaches to be able to recruit. You can bring That's in right. a recruiting coordinator and whatnot. I think like, Steele's fine. Yeah, I think there are much better guys available, but Steele's fine. It's, I I think I agree with that. I think I think there are better guys that you can go get. I am curious if you run into some of the same problems. But I mean these assistant coaches run on on you know two and three year contracts. Yeah, I was gonna say the their most. contracts are much smaller. So But like I said, anybody worried about sanctions is a fool right now. Okay. The head coach probably should legitimately think about it. Nobody else should. Yeah, no, because, because I'm sure. telling you, you're talking five years of minimum before the NCAA does anything. If you are a good position coach or a good uh, a coordinator, you're going to have job. You're going to have a job offer if, if you want to leave. That's fine. Have you ever thought about uh, how crazy it is to be like if if you're if you were an assistant coach and your wife just had to pick up and move everything like every two years, like how insane is that life? I mean, you're just moving across the country. Like, I mean, it's fine as long as the money's right. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. No, I mean, that's I, why. They, that's why. Why do you think they pay traveling nurses what they pay them? Oh yeah, no, it's it's you crazy know, a couple money. hundred thousand a year. Sure. Yeah, I'll, never I'll never get to leave. Never get to sit down and uh, and settle them roots or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy stuff. There's a reason why uh, the Mark Fuse of the world and the Chris Petersons of the world and all that. That's why they are so different, right? Yeah. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, there's a whole slew of people that would prefer to. Uh, they just pack up and head on to the next job. So uh, the Heupel thing, I, I do think, is is a bit hilarious that Tennessee bought out $6 million of the UCF uh, athletic department. They hired the AD. The AD does a national search. Uh, it vets a bunch of candidates. They're flying up. People are checking out plane trackers and all that kind of stuff all over creation. And, and then they end up on a Wednesday morning, less than a week after they hire... Danny White, and and Danny White has hired the guy that he already hired three years ago at UCF. So I do think that there is a possibility of it working because we know that his offenses work. 
We know that he I mean, had, you act like $6 million in a buyout is a lot. I think it is for a G5 coach and for an AD. Uh, we disagree there. So, I mean, that's a, typically those kind of buyouts are. If are the coach not is the much. right guy, does it matter? No, 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 no. Not in the slightest. Okay. Not in the slightest. So long as they get it right, then it, there's no and amount of money. And they just saved $12 million not paying Pruitt. So, I mean, they're still going to pay him some. So, my guess is they'll probably pay Pruitt about six, and then you bought out, you know, White and uh, and Heupel for six. So, you're still paying the $12 million, but at least you got your new guy in, and you got yeah. Pruitt out. So, uh, I think it makes sense. I mean, you're there's definitely hope, but I will tell you this. Uh, Tennessee fans on the message boards and on Twitter and whatnot this morning, they are not happy with this hire at well, all. They can go blow themselves, okay? All right? Yeah. Because they were thrilled with the last guy and ran out a guy that I stood behind, and I said that guy is better, and what you're doing to his character and, and trying to do to his career is criminal. So, yeah, I, they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> Uh, Brown Yeti said, uh, uh, I don't care who the DC is. Just stop trying to steal Zach from state. Uh, hey, Zach Arnett's a good defensive coordinator, man. Like in Texas hired or, uh, Texas talked about him and, um, uh, LSU well, state, state's him. probably going to lose him at some point in time because these other yeah. schools pay a lot more than Mississippi state. Yeah. Unless Mississippi, and Mississippi state gets the same TV money. They do. Yep. Just jack that check up. Well, it just, well, it, it, it depends on whether or not he wants to go and, and try and win a national championship. Right. Um, yeah, but it doesn't matter. But at know. some time, at point in time, these other schools are paying two and three million dollars for their for coordinators, and state's not close to that. So, yep, you are correct. You want to if you want to compete with the big boys, write the check. You got the money. You got the same TV money that the SEC got. Everybody else got. Michael said nothing better than to go fuck yourself to start the day. <laughs> uh, Matt Miller said they probably would beg for Shiano now. Um, yeah, they Matt, should. Hey, Matt also said uh, Pruitt for DC. Uh, I mean, he, don't get me wrong. I, I think he's still a good DC, but yeah, yeah he's fine. He'll get on <laughs> uh, somewhere and he'll do a real good job. William Ledbetter said, I don't understand why we're hating on him. He hasn't even coached a game yet for the vaults. Here's the thing. We're not hating on him. I think he I is a perfectly, I think it's a great hire. I think it's, I think he's a perfectly reasonable candidate, but I do not believe that there was anybody that thought that this was the direction that they were going to go. Like I, if if that had been uh, a number one, and you had been able to sell it, and he wasn't coming off of a six and four year and all that, like obviously there'd be more. I wonder what the difference between a Josh Heupel and a Jamie Chadwell, like what the reaction would have been between those two. Like Jamie you Chadwell. You know what's funny though like, is as much as I love Chadwell and we're in the tank for him, he's done this one year. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm Heupel's, talking about. Heupel's, we've got several years of competency from Heupel. We've got one from Chadwell. I will tell you that was my concern with um, uh, the head coach for Indiana. You know, is yeah. he is he has turned that thing around and he looked really good in a weird ass COVID year. I don't want to overreact to anything good or bad that happened in the COVID year. Okay, if a team played awful that normally plays great, I'm not judging them for that. If a team played amazing that I've never heard of before or never expected them to be amazing, I'm not judging them for that. Like, like I'm not giving anybody raises. I'm not going and hiring that coach that looks like he, you know, struck the stars in a weird ass COVID year. I'm, I'm just not. I'm just not. Yeah. No, you're uh, you're right about that. Brown Eddie said I would uh, I would write the check, Chris, but I don't have that power. Jim John said, my UCF Knights are in trouble. 
Uh, no, I don't know not. about that. You're going to hire a good hire. Yeah, it's going to. You're going to hire a great coach because it's a great job. You know like, who I would go get if I was them. I'm really a guy curious. who's just unbelievable at the G5 level and in that conference and knows that conference. I would go get Herman. That's that's not a terrible I go, idea. I would go get Herman. Texas, he, he he knows Texas. If you know how to recruit in Texas, you can recruit in Florida. And guess what? The guys in Florida are better than the guys in Texas. That's just the truth. It is true. That's is just true. the truth. Uh, there's a reason there's only a couple of good schools in the state of Texas and every swinging dick in Florida has great athletes. Oh so. yeah. I mean, you, you can get play everybody. And the entire sec and half the ACC makes up their rosters from Florida. So. Well, and, and Indiana, that's partly why Tom Allen was able to turn around Indiana because that's he's right. got a pipeline into Florida. So that's right. You know, it is what it is. There's, I mean, there's just athletes falling off trees. In, yeah. uh, in so, Florida, man. And that's, I'm, I'm going to tell you, that's who I would go. That would be the first name that I called. If if they made me that's AD, a, I would fly down there and I would say, get Herman on the phone. That's a really, really good idea. I had not even thought of it this morning. I was going to let the Tennessee dust settle. No. Uh, do, you, do, you, do you want to go be somebody like Jim Harbaugh or, or, or some, you know, prick coaches a, uh, OC and try to make them a lot of money and hope that you can get a second chance at life? Or do you just want to run your own show again where we at a level where we know you can run it? I'm the only terrifying thing about that is well, no, it's it's no different. Like you, you obviously know how to run a fran- uh, not a franchise. You know how to run a uh, a football program. Yeah, he knows how like, to run a program. So, and it, it, what he did at, t- uh, at Texas this year was not bad. I mean, their three losses no. were were really really close. I mean, we're talking coming down to to last second, you know, overtime, field goals, that kind of stuff. I what mean, he it, did at Houston to get the Texas job, nobody else has done. So, like, think think about this: it, had they not fumbled on the goal line against TCU. And had they actually uh, ran competent plays in the red zone against Iowa State, they're in the Big Ten or Big Twelve uh, championship game, and they're vying for a, a playoff spot. Like, yeah. I mean that, that's how crazy it is. If they if they go for two against uh, Oklahoma instead of going to four overtimes, that's right. You know, and there's all sorts of stuff that could have happened there. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's a, there's a world where they ran the table this year. So I, I'm I I think Herman's a, a, a really good hire still. I think so too. Uh, Michael said, "Who's on the hat?" And then he said, "Never mind. It's Bama. Looks different. Yeah, it's the, it's the throwback. Uh, old old school, like early '90s logo." Uh, Brown Yeti said, uh, "Florida's forty eight percent athletes, forty eight percent crackheads, and two percent normal people." I think that's a fair assessment. Probably, probably so. So uh, we are not making fun of the hire. We are laughing at the uh, at the hilarity of the situation because. Or at least I am. I, I do agree with Chris. I do think it's a pretty good hire, especially for the situation right now. But I know for a fact that Tennessee fans did not want to bring, like, they were happy with bringing UCF's AD. They are not happy with bringing UCF's coach. They um, need to change their tune. They need to change their expectations. And they need to shut the hell up and let somebody do a job. Uh, Matt Miller said, you're wrong about Florida and Texas. Look at Bama's and uh, Ohio State's roster. More great Texas players than Florida. Agree with Herman, though. There are some great players in Texas. There's a, there's a ton like, of great players in Texas. That Outside of Florida, that's the that's, there, there aren't as many great. They have a few top-tier great guys that all lead the state. And, and then the rest of them are a lot of really good four-stars that are really good. That's yeah. fine. And even, even Texas the three stars is also in Texas. like five times bigger than Florida, by the way. This is true. This is true. And Florida still has a ton of D1 athletes. 
and yeah. and even their two and three stars are burners, and they are that. Yeah. That's why UCF does what they do. It's not because they go out and get a bunch of four stars and five stars. No, they take right. the three stars, and they are able to develop them. And you know, I we'll see what UCF does. I'm curious about that. I'm I'm much more curious about that one now. Um, but yeah, so we shall see. But he he said he does agree with Herman though. So yeah, I I think that'd be. I mean, that'd be a home run hire for uh, UCF. Home run. You just got to hope that uh, you got to hope that it doesn't turn into what Charlie Strong in, in South Florida turned into, right? Like it really no, good first it, year, that, and then that program is just so much better than South Florida's. I, I think it is too. I think it is too. So we shall see. All right, next topic on the board, and we are going to discuss the Baseball Hall of Fame. Chris, they elected nobody to the hall. I give me your thoughts here. Well, this is the fourth time in history that they've done that, so it's not unprecedented. It's not the, yeah, it's not unprecedented. Um, the Baseball Hall of Fame is done differently than the other major Hall of Fames. It it is literally the writers get a ballot and they can pick up to ten players, but they don't have to pick anybody. You have to get seventy five percent of the writers to to vote for you in to get you in. Nobody got 75%. I think the closest was Kurt Schilling at 71.6%. That is correct. So, um, you know, that's, you know, it's, it's, I'm not a big fan of the Baseball Writers Hall of Fame. I know a lot of journalists that I have followed over the years, and these are all old guys that have been journalists longer than I've been alive, all respect it more than any other Hall of Fame because, for the simple matter that they have more great players in and they don't let the really, really, really good in. Um, they, they, they pretty much only try to get the great in and um, you know, so it's a lot harder to get in, but I, I think there's a lot of arrogance and a lot of egotism. Um, some guys that are left off and got almost no respect whatsoever was Jeff Kent, Jeff Kent has more home runs than any second baseman in the history of the game, but Jeff Kent was an asshole and the media guys don't like him. And like that, that's the part that I can't get around is you vote people in, not on their greatness or level of play, but on who was your buddy and who was your friend. And that's why it loses credibility with me. You don't want to leave the steroid guys in. I'm okay with you making a statement about that. Um, at, I, uh, there's some a part point, of me though, that disagrees with yeah, it. But. At, at some point, you got to let that go because that is what baseball was for an entire era. But Seelig right. didn't even test for steroids. No, it wasn't, for it a wasn't against the rules. And, but it, and doesn't, it doesn't matter. I but, mean, he's still, well, he's still cheating. But Seelig is in the Hall of Fame. Because he made baseball relevant again by allowing that to happen. And now, of course, you know, Barry Bonds never failed to test. Never, like, none of that stuff. And and yet, you know, like, I, Barry Bonds, to me, was a Hall of Famer before the steroids. And he, he, but he, hang on, hang on, hang on. He wasn't, though. That's something a lot of people say. Look at his numbers. They were great. They were really, really good. But... They were short-term good. They were like six, seven years good. That's that, a, that but does that's not looking, make a Hall of Fame career. That's looking on the offensive side, though. Like, looking at his defensive numbers, man, he no, was No, I'm talking about his game, Gary. Yeah. I, I'm it's, telling you, Barry Bonds was a very good player. Very, very good player before he ballooned up. He was not – and he if had he kept at that rate for, you know, 10 more years, yeah, he probably would have been a shoo-in for the Hall of Fame. 
Yeah. But but in those five or six years, no, he he. That's just not long enough career at that level of play. Had he gotten hit by a bus and 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 didn't play anymore after that, instead of ballooning up, he wouldn't have made it in the Hall of Fame. People say yeah. that all the time, but but that's just not that's just not true. Okay, it's just not okay. There are guys with the no. If you cut his career off from from when his before his head got gigantic, <laughs> then then I'm telling you his numbers were very very good. A couple of unbelievable seasons in there. A couple of unbelievable seasons does not make the Hall of Fame, or else the Hall of Fame would have a shitload more people in. That's uh, that's true. That is true. Uh, let's see, Jim John going back to the UCF thing. He said UCF fans want Jeff Lebby, who is uh, Ole Miss's offensive coordinator right now. He was the OC under Heupel for the first two seasons. Um, Michael Fritch said, there are a bunch of snobs. I think Bonds was in the 70s as well. They were fine with the steroid era when it benefited baseball. Now they act that they are better than them. And I got to tell you, there is not a more pretentious group of pricks, uh, maybe in any sport, than baseball writers. Um, it's, it's insane to me the way that this is done. Uh, people have had an issue with this for, I mean, we're going on decades at That's this right. point. It, it and, is and the, always and the, an issue. And the issue with with Schilling is totally different than the issue with Pete Rose, and with the issue with the, the steroid guys. Yeah, it's during his playing time, everybody was fine with him, and everybody agrees he has a Hall of Fame career. When he's done playing, and social media becomes invented, which it was very very limited when he was playing, he people see him as an asshole, and and not just a conservative, but an a pretty staunch conservative who likes to go after people. Okay. And because he's so unlikable because he's so disdainful on social media. Now people are going to leave him out of the hall of fame. I I just think that's insane. Like who the, who the hell are you to be the gatekeepers of this? I agree. It's about the game. It's about the game. Look at the people in from the previous eras, Man, you got some of the worst people known to man that are that are in the Hall of Fame, just as human beings. They're just gross, disgusting, horrible people. But we don't judge them on their character. We judge them on what they've done in the game. Yeah. And Kurt Schilling changed the game. He took a he took a middling, um, a, a lower level, lower tier. Uh, 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 what are they called? Like new franchise. Um, and, 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 and he won a World Series with them. He brought them to the World Series. He carried Randy Johnson's dead ass on his back to get him a ring. Okay? Yep. You are correct. And then he goes to Boston, a mecca of baseball, a place that hasn't won in 80-some-odd years, and he gives everything he has, has some of the most heroic starts in the history of the game, and that's not good enough? That's not good enough. Oh no, because he says mean things on social media. Because he doesn't like gay people. Yeah, yeah, he's a prick for that. Okay, I don't know what to tell you, but at the end of the day, that has nothing to do with what he did on a baseball field. Uh, on the other side of it, uh, Roger Clemens was second. Uh, so Kurt yeah. Schilling was seventy percent of the ballots. Uh, Roger Clemens sixty one percent. Barry Bonds sixty point seven. Omar yeah, Vizquel. 60, yeah, yeah. Omar Vizquel uh, fourth. Um, and he was 52.6%. Then you get down to the other ones. You had Scott Rowland, 
Billy Wagner, Gary Sheffield. God. Uh, if, I swear to God, if Scott Rowland and Billy Wagner make it into the Hall of Fame, I'm going to lose my shit. Uh, Gary, well, the, both of them are 35% and 31%. Gary Sheffield got yeah. 30%. Um, I mean, he so played. That's a little insane. He played Gary 22. Sheffield's better than both those guys. Yeah, he played 22 years. Um, I mean, he's just, he's, he's, his numbers are insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, Manny Ramirez was number nine. Manny will never get in. Uh, Jeff Kent at number 10, Andrew Jones, 11, Sammy Sosa at 12. And then you get down to like Andy Pettit and Bobby yeah. Abreu and all these other guys. So, you know, there it, it's, it sucks. Well, but, next year, Schilling's last year. Yeah. That's so. a, Schilling doesn't want to be on the ballot. So well, he doesn't have a say in that, by the way, I so that's irrelevant to him of what he wants. But next year is his last year to be on the ballot. Uh, same with Clemens and Barry Bonds. So they are both in their oh, ninth that's season. Right. Yep. For some reason, I thought those two retired after him. Yeah, uh, I guess not. Sammy Sosa in his ninth. Um, yeah. And then Jeff Kent is in his eighth. So yeah. it's going to be a little while. Um, but they, I don't I don't know that any of them get in next year. So more than likely. Uh, there's a, there is a part of me that feels like Schilling will get in because he's not a steroid guy. And I think the writers like to do this. The reason he got to 70% this year is because they, cause he doesn't have to get that many more votes um, is, is of uh, these writers do this. They make you pay a penance. They make you, you serve 10 years of, of, of penalty and then we'll finally let you in. And I think that's probably going to happen. It's a, it's a crying shame. It's an absolute so. shame. Yeah, because you take something that's going to be one of the most heroic days of your life, and now you've made it spiteful, and you've made it mean, and you've made it hurt. And and so many people say, well, think, look at the horrible things he says. Like, he deserves that. This has to do with his career. If you want to, you know, go at him on Twitter, be my guest. Knock yourself out. I don't give a shit, okay? You know, but – Hearing him talk about baseball, I want to hear him wax poetic about baseball. I want to hear him tell stories about baseball. But now, if and when he ever does any type of of, of Hall of Fame entry speech, it will be on the the, the terms of F you. It'll be TOS. It'll be yeah. screw you. I don't want to have anything to do with you. Yeah, I I think you're right. I, I don't right. care, and that's shitty. Uh, Michael said, uh, 1996 Bonds was in the 40-40 club. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he had he had really good offensive numbers. No, 40-40 was amazing. But that one season doesn't put you in the – that's what I'm telling you, man. He, he look go, If you go back and look at his career before he left – Before, in, before he 2001, before, when he, he hit – He was on roids before yeah. he left uh, 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 Pittsburgh. But, but if you go back and look at his career for his first, like, six years – it was really, really good. But if you cut it off there and end it, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, it, that, that's just not enough. Yeah. I mean, I, you I'm looking like I... don't get to like nearly I, the milestones you need to get to to get in. I... Yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. There's a million guys with 300 home runs that aren't getting in because that's where he was at then. There's a ton of guys with with the number of of stolen bases and and the defensive qualities that he had that never get in, that never get sniffed. Hey, you might be right. You might be right. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, let's close out, and and there was an article from uh, Dan Wetzel in that bunch that discussed a very interesting topic, at least for us. Obviously, everybody knows that we are knee-deep in college football all the time, but it, just college athletics in general, we like to discuss the, the business behind the game, right? Uh, Dan Wetzel wrote an interesting piece over at Yahoo Sports that discusses the fact that Gen Xers and Millennials have not been donating, or just just aren't donating to, you know, university athletic programs at nearly the same rate as the older guys. Um, Chris, like, kind of, kind of walk me through this. If there's not money coming in from that bunch, once this old guard, you know, passes on, college athletics is in trouble, right? No, I don't think college athletics is in trouble because television money is so good. Yeah, okay. but they, but they need the television money. But I'm going to tell you, and huh? But they need the television money, and obviously, you know, we we've gone from 104 or 109 million subscribers on cable at its peak. Uh, we're down to TV like 78. Money from other places other than subscribers, though, Gary. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to happen. Like the next day, I guarantee you, the ESPN deal that the SEC made. Like, like it's got provisions in there to where if ESPN ever just stops being a cable channel, like everything will be on streaming. Okay. Okay. So like that's going to happen and you know, that's going to happen. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So explain this to me. Like what, what does this mean with Gen Xers and, uh, I'm going to tell you this as somebody who, who is you and I right on the cusp of the Gen Xers don't want us. The millennials don't want us. We're, we're in that little weird no man's land. I wouldn't give a hot damn dime to any of these schools, okay? I graduated from Ole Miss. I grew up an LSU fan. If I hit the lottery tomorrow, if I'd have hit that $9 million, $900 million uh, of the Mega Millions last week, not one cent would have went to LSU. Not one cent. Why? Because they get like $65 million a year, okay, yeah. from TV money. Because they're now using my funds to build waterfalls and putt-putt golfing games and DJ studios and all that bullshit for these ads. No, 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 no. We don't need that shit. I'm done with that. Okay. You use your own TV money. Oh yeah. And your scholarship fund for your school siphon some of that TV money off to actually pay for the school updates. Okay. Yeah. Renovate, renovate the, the library and the cafeteria and the science center off the, t- the damn TV money. All right. That's, that's all I got to tell you. Okay. I think corporations will write checks because it's better tax write off for the corporations to do it than an individual to do it and they can get a sponsorship. Me putting my name on a wing does nothing for me, but if I had a business that got advertising, then 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 I've got some value in putting my name on it and it becomes a tax write-off that's a little different than a personal tax write-off. Uh, I just I it makes sense. It makes 100% sense. That these schools are worried about it, but you know what? Stop building obscene palaces to athletes. Okay? You want me to donate the money? Start paying the players. Now, if you tell me all the TV money now is going back to paying the kids, 
and the you know we no longer have ten million dollar locker rooms when the NFL is doing it with you know six hundred thousand dollar locker rooms, then 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 I'm fine with that. Then I then then you would get my money. That I, I can I can see that side of it. I can certainly but see I'm that. I'm not side donating of it. when they're I'm, not going to pay the players. The, I'm just going to Fat Cat, big time athletic directors, or I'm paying out Gus Malzahn twenty four million dollars. Screw that. Fuck you. I'm not giving you money. Well, see, that's the other side of this is uh, the the boosters that kind of run these programs are typically the older guys. So they have the ability to uh, hire and fire coaches as as the boosters, right? They are the ones that write the checks. They are the ones that say, hey, I know it's going to cost $21 million, but I want this guy out of here. Like, here's the check for it. You go and get it done, and then we're going to bring in a new guy. And... You know, it, that's the Auburn situation is is really interesting to me because obviously the boosters wanted Malzahn gone. Like it, it's not that he was bad there. I mean, he went six and four this year, uh, replacing like an entire defensive side of the ball. Like I, I did not think that Auburn was a terrible football team this year, and I understand like there were two games that they won that they absolutely should have lost, and I, I understand all that. But the other side of it is he wasn't that bad. And he didn't do anything that necessarily deserved being fired, especially for the amount of money that they had to pay out. So you know that the boosters were on board with getting rid of him. And then the boosters did not have a say in who came in as the new head coach. So I'm wondering what that relationship is like between those. And is this kind of a changing of the guard? So we will eventually begin to see this more and more. um, But it just depends on how much schools are willing to give power to these guys that give them money. Uh, well, is, there, how much the issue is, if I was a school, if I was Texas, if I was Auburn, and I was making the amount of TV money that we, you're bringing in, I would gladly tell those boosters to piss off. Yeah. I don't need your money. I want you to love Auburn. I want you to be the fan that you are. I want you to love this school. But you have to hire people and let them run it. Let them do their job. Yeah, stay out of the way of of what we're trying to do here. If you don't like it and they don't get results, then you can fire them later. Okay, you can you can stage the the, the protest, make your voices heard, and have the school fire them later. But you have to at least let them do it and let them do it their way. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Michael said, "I agree. All the money does." Uh, all the money does is pad the pockets of the D-bags at the top that take advantage of the kids. Uh, Brown Yeti said, if I donated, I would make sure it went to sports that aren't making money, like softball, tennis, swimming, etc. No, they can use that $65 million that the, that the SEC TV is bringing in. Yeah. No. No. I, I Give mean, some of that money to the girls' softball school. I think that um, I think it's all going to change with the NIL stuff. So, name, image, likeness, I think will change it all. I think that a lot more of these boosters and these companies and whatnot are going to start giving money directly to players uh, as part of advertising and whatnot. That's so I do think That's right. we will see a fundamental shift then you get of the way that, back from it. Yeah, I think that we will see a fundamental shift of the way that money is handled in college athletics. And, you know, at all of these universities and whatnot, maybe not all, but the majority of them, at least the big ones, are greedy. They want the money. They want to be able to control everything that goes on and I don't know how some of the uh, the old guard is going to handle it. So I'm I'm very curious to see what ends up happening. Um, but as of right now, like the NCAA hadn't done anything, and now we're waiting on Congress, and you know uh, it's just a disaster. 
what a what a disaster uh, the NCAA certainly is. Um, is there anything else that has broken that we need to discuss this morning? No, I think we're good. I've not seen anything pop up, so I think uh, I think we're okay. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. We appreciate everybody jumping in for the uh, for the morning show. Hey, Ryan, last question from Ryan: What's more corrupt, the Hall of Fame voters or the NCAA? I'm gonna go uh, the, the NCAA. NCAA. The Hall of Fame voters aren't corrupt; they're just pompous, arrogant pricks. I mean, that's yeah. it's a big difference. Big yeah, that's, difference. That's just different. And so, uh, but yeah, we appreciate everybody joining us for a morning edition of this. Like I said, we are going to be changing some things up over here. Make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast because some of these shows that we do live now might end up going directly, you know, just to the podcast. We might not go live as much, uh, but things are a changing. Make sure that you head over to winningcureseverything.com to keep up with everything over there. Uh, head over to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF for our college football show and our college football content with Sportsbook Review. You can find it on YouTube. Search out SBR Picks. And, uh, and Chris, um, I, I think we might be uh, starting up a, a podcast with the SBR stuff. So uh, we'll see about that. We're, we're figuring all of these details out as the offseason continues. But do us a favor, like I said, follow us on Twitter. Uh, go over to winningcureseverything.com. Go to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. And, uh, and Michael said, thanks for the morning show, fellas. Have a good day. Hopefully all of you have good days as well. Chris, I hope you have a fantastic day, man. I know you got some things you got to do, right? I'm busy, busy, busy. That same here. All right, let's go ahead and get out of here. You guys are great. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully we can cash some tickets this weekend. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.